HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Boys are mellow as a honeydew. Yeah. That cat is high. Look that look in his eye. Oh man, he's high. Yes, higher than a kite. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, Damon Bolte. In the studio, we have uh, repeat guest from last week, Nick Jarrett. Welcome back to the show. Good. Um, Nick's here today to talk to us about the um, United States Bartenders Guild. And we're going to switch mics. There we go. <laughs> cool. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, today we're talking about the United States Bartenders Guild, the USBG, uh, of which Nick Jarrett is the secretary. Right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Um, how did you get... How did you first become involved with the USBG? Well, I first became aware of the United States Bartenders Guild probably around 2007, 2008. Mm -hmm. Uh, Just, it had always been a professional organization. It's been around for a number of decades now. Uh, Sort of an offshoot of the UK Bartenders Guild in the 1930s. And uh, it's always been pretty central on the West Coast and uh, Las Vegas, Nevada. And became aware of it while I was bartending down in Philadelphia and thought it was a fantastic idea. Saw the gap and the need for an organization for professional bartenders. Mm-hmm. USBG seemed to fit that bill, and uh, over the past couple of years, it's slowly been working its way onto the East Coast. Yeah, you know, there used to be, it used to be more of a common thing for there to be, you know, different bartenders' guilds sure. and unions uh, back in the day, uh, in, you know, at the height of Absolutely. classic bartending. Um and it's really a great thing. It's a great resource for a lot of bartenders and industry people today. Well, um, yeah. I mean, a large part of the cocktail resurgence has sort of come around, uh, at least in the field that we're bartending in, through communication, the Internet, people getting together, being able to freely exchange information. Um, and that's moved us forward by leaps and bounds. But what there still is a need for is to meet physically. Mm-hmm. While we have all these great forums for exchange of information on cocktails, theory, spirits, product, so forth. What we're still working on is something for, you know, workplace, bartenders' issues like health insurance, all that sort of thing, which, you know, the Internet is good for, we can discuss about, but requires a little bit more of a mobilized group of right. uh, people. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, and when you say that, uh, you know, the connecting of different bartenders and bar managers and people in this industry, that's actually... 
one of my favorite things about the USBG. Um, yeah. Going to these different events, like different mixers. There's usually there's a monthly mixer. Monthly mixer. Every uh, month, different, yep. different bar every time. Um, then there are also some trips uh, sure. involved and uh, different events as well. Uh, when I the last time I went to Philly was actually absolutely of, we talked a little bit about that yeah, on the yeah. last show last week, um, but it was a really cool trip because first of all you get a bunch of bartenders together early in the morning it's, oh, man. it's like wrangling cats but uh, it was really cool like getting to hang out with you uh, Frank Cisneros who's going to be a guest on the show next week uh-huh. um, okay. good luck with that Frankie cocktails sure. <laughs> uh, Let's see who else was. I mean, God, Tanya Guffey. Tanya I mean, we there. had a bunch I mean, of folks down. Jonathan Pogash, obviously, right? Um, former president. Of former president. Uh, yeah, uh, it was Charlotte. Whole crew. Rossi was there. Yeah, Charlotte. I think rolled down. Um, yeah, John, I mean, John Henry from. Uh, I'm a little Michael. spotty on some of the details. Yeah, there, well, I think yeah, we discussed last week. It's um, to be understood. But uh, yeah, no, it's 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 a great opportunity, and the way that that works is basically the USBG works with uh, different brands, of course, and affords. Offers them basically the opportunity to do some education. Mm-hmm. Uh, two bartenders, and they, with their deep pockets, help subsidize the cost of you know goodwill trips between chapters mm-hmm. across the country. There was also a trip, I believe, recently to Chicago and a trip to Boston. Yeah, yeah, I was on the was, Boston trip. I didn't get to go to Chicago, unfortunately. Sadly, I made neither. But I, uh, I hear that was something to regret. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when when these trips happen and. For instance, like the Philly trip. Sure. You know, it was the USBG New York chapter going down to the Pennsylvania chapter, hanging out, networking, getting to know all these bartenders and know each other, and uh, really creating more of a like a circuit, you know? For, yeah, I mean, uh, what it's done is, you know, again, it's another of those avenues like the internet that's uh, really helped sort of take scattered regional markets. Like, uh, I mean, it, as recently as like four or five years ago, you could still talk about like West Coast bartending. Mm-hmm. And there's still a little bit of a differentiation there. But back when cities were more separated, like you had regional sort of enclaves where there were very different ways of doing things. One of the things that's made New York great as far as what we do is that uh, we've sort of you know achieved these consensus ideas, which right. is it's like, all right, well, through a lot of trial and error, we mostly agree that this is the way that we make a Manhattan. Right. Sharing that between cities is uh, pretty dope because it means that we get to integrate the lessons that everyone's learned on every front. Right. And each city and market has different strengths over the others as well as, you know, weaknesses and uh, different tools available. The more that bartenders get to travel around and meet those people, the more that A, we become a community, and B, we get better at doing what it is that we do. Yeah. I, I kind of like that idea of what we were just talking about. It's like the standardized like book of cocktails from city to city. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe, I, maybe the USBG puts out a uh, standardized uh, cocktail book. Down the road, down the road. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I always said that one of the great things about Manhattan that pushed it forward in the beginning was that Manhattan was one of the first places that really came up with that sort of consensus specification idea. Yeah. Oh, I mean, totally. Manhattan, even five, six, seven years ago, was you could go to nine bars, order a Manhattan, and you get nine Manhattans that were very close. Right. That's one thing that we had down pat pretty early. There were other cities where you could go into nine bars, order in Manhattan, and get nine totally different drinks. Right. But, uh, you know, that with uh, some of the fresh produce, green market ideas, more organic and conserv- conservation-minded bartending, you know, that's been coming from the West Coast, uh, sort of the more rough-and-tumble Philadelphia scene, the Boston, uh, the Boston works, uh, Chicago has its own stuff going on. All that getting tied together is a pretty awesome thing. Yeah. 
Coming into the studio right now is Jason Luttrell, the president of the USBG. Hail to the chief. Hail to the chief. Have a seat over here. And uh, morning. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Put those on. All right. So we were just talking a little bit about the uh, basically introducing the uh, the USBG, um, talking about uh, its reach as far as different cities go. We're talking about uh, Philadelphia, Chicago, Boston. I was actually uh, a year ago. Actually, I was uh, down in uh, Austin, Texas, for South by Southwest. Sure. And I got to hang out with Bill and some of the other kids, Mindy Kuchin from uh, from now uh, from yeah. Anvil, uh, yeah. the the USBG Texas chapter, which was really cool. Yeah, they um, just formed. What's yeah, that? They they just formed. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they uh, they just formed. Uh, uh, Dallas and uh, Houston, I believe, are, yeah. are both now chapter members. So just well tied San, together. San Diego, Boston's on the way. Oregon just organized. Oh, great! It's very exciting. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I mean, uh, <clears throat> we were also talking about you know how uh, getting together with uh, these different chapters, we really kind of like standardize the way that like cocktails are made. But it's not just about the cocktails. No, let's, no, no. Let's kind of uh, let's focus back on the uh, what the USBG. Oh. He's wearing a USBG shirt. <laughs> I just happen to have the shirt on. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk a little bit about the resources that are available for members of the USBG. Um, well, the, um, uh, besides, like obviously, like the connection between different chapters, different bars, uh, different bartenders. Um, yeah, you're totally right. It's not just about making drinks. Um, we are. Oh, yeah. I mean, we are absolutely uh, first and foremost a professional organization of. Of professional bartenders, we are not actors mm-hmm. waiting for callbacks. Um, we are we are not uh, musicians that you know that don't have work. Um, we are professional bartenders. This is what we do. Um, I can't imagine doing anything else. But um, you know, um, like we've got a whole lot of uh, like many many initiatives under underway right now. Like we're we're, <laughs> we're thinking about forming a, a touch football league, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Which would be a total mess. But <laughs> oh man, but, disaster! Uh, total disaster. Like our arms would be broken. But um, <laughs> speaking of broken arms, no we, shaking cocktails yeah, after, after um, games. But we also, um, you know, we also um, on a national level organized um, uh, uh, some basic basic health health coverage for our members. Which right, is massive, massive, massive. That's, that's huge. That's yeah. uh, that's one of the newest developments with the USBG. Right? Right, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, totally. I think one of the freakiest statistics I've heard lately was something that Jason mentioned, which is something like eighty percent of professional bartenders have no health coverage, nothing whatsoever. at all. Right, uh, and and the twenty percent that do, they have it. Um, they, it doesn't come through their employer. Sure, which is shocking. Uh, yeah, right. like, uh, I just got back from San Francisco a couple weeks ago, and uh, there's a, um, I believe it's a four or five percent tax on every on every bill, um, and it's a, it's called a, the healthy San Francisco. Oh yeah, 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 San Francisco. And, totally. Uh, and so I was I, out there a couple weeks as well, uh, a couple weeks ago as well, and I, I noticed that on the check. Yeah. And I asked, uh, I was having lunch with a USPG member uh, and great bartender um, Ryan Fitzgerald. Yeah, and I was looking at it. We were having lunch at the Zuni Cafe. Had the we had the chicken because you have to do that. Yeah, but, um, totally. but we're looking at the bill, and it was. I, I had to ask him. I was like, "What is this four percent charge?" So, can you explain that to us? A bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not completely one hundred percent familiar with it, but um, I'm to understand that that uh, if if for your full time employees, depending on the size, yeah. depending on how many employees there are in the restaurant, um, there has to be some sort of basic coverage that's provided by the by. Um, either the city or, or, the, or the county or the, or, the, or the employer or like a, or a mixture of of all those things. Yeah, 
So, um, I mean, that's a, that's a very awesome step. I mean, like, realistically, I don't see that happening in New York anytime soon. Because, oh, no way. <laughs> I, mean, we, we, I mean, we bitch and moan about every little penny on our bills anyway. Yeah, absolutely. So, so like, 4% yeah. is, like, right. like, might as well be a million dollars. Right. Um, but, um, but, but we do, like, like members of the USBG do have an, uh, have an option, a, a reasonably priced option to, for, um, for basic me- medical sure. coverage. Sure, sure. Um, and it's a physically strenuous business, as we all know. I mean, like, injuries do happen. And, absolutely. I mean, we just threw a benefit for a bartender who mm-hmm. was injured, actually. Absolutely. We're raising an, new, an uh, enormous yeah. amount of money, too. Tim from, uh, where? Tim Monahan from, uh, oh, well, I'm sorry, um, he, we probably shouldn't mention his name. It's, <laughs> I guess it's too late now, but, um. Uh, there's a bartender um, who was, um, yeah, he was, he had a um, very serious head injury. Yep. Um, nobody actually knew what happened, but um, but his branch got together and we uh, we uh, had an uh, had an event. Thanks thanks yeah. so much to the support of like um, like Lupec New York, Time Out uh, New York, Time Out New York, God especially bless Jordana, as, as totally. Jordana, and especially Lynette Marrero put this whole thing together. Yeah. Just legends, legends. Totally. But uh, you know, I mean, it's best to avoid having to throw benefits for people if we can get people right. covered in the first place. Absolutely. Absolutely, but um, you know, bless his heart, he's he's walking around and he's uh, he's he's back conscious again, and he was in, he was in a coma for a while, I believe. Oh, great, yeah, real yeah. serious drag, and uh, and like you know, there's you know five thousand plus uh, licensed establishments in New York, and that means however many bartenders that is, and most yeah. of those people are running around without anything at all. Sure, yeah, especially like you were saying in a, in a you know, you you're throwing kegs around in a in a walk-in, you know, and uh, pull out your back or. Yeah, maybe you're carving an ice ball and uh, put an ice pick, pick through your hand. Fingers, exactly. Uh, yeah, one of uh, one of our employees actually did that the other day. <laughs> it, was, it was. Oh wait, check out this guy right here. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yep. worked yep. an event recently that had to carve a, a bazillion ice balls. Sure. And those things are sharp, I gotta tell you. Uh, you know, it's funny, ice gets really slippery and ice picks are actually pretty sharp. That's crazy. And <laughs> it's like it's like you're supposed to put cold things on lacerations, but all I wanted was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to put your mom on your laceration? Yeah, that's that's it's okay. All, all right. right, thank you that's for weird. twisting that around. Um, you know, it's it's really great that, you know, this community could come together and put together a fundraiser for him. Sure. After having this injury, uh, after having this injury, but the whole like, wouldn't it be nice side of it is exactly what we're talking about with uh, offering uh, health insurance. And I mean, it's a good thing that we can get together and do that. It's just it would be nice if we didn't have to. Yeah, as yeah. nice as it is to get together. Well, yeah. it's 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 remarkable how small our community really is. I mean, even nationwide. I yeah, mean, tiny. Like, I mean, like tiny. We, you know, we you know we. I don't know. I, I got to thank Facebook for this, I guess. Um, sure. I, I mean, like, we all know each other, and we all are aware of what's going on, and we all transfer ideas very extremely fluidly. Yeah, when it comes to professional bartenders, I mean, there are a hell of a lot of people in the service industry in the United States of America, um, and there are a lot oh, of yeah. bartenders, but many of them are people who are just using it as sort of a way station onto other things. Yeah. And, and, and there's and, a huge demographic, and, and it's something they're doing to pit themselves through school and so forth. But when it comes to professional bartenders, professional hospitality people, it's a small, tight knit community. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and it's it's funny. It's like like people think that like we work in we work in like we we take our cocktails very seriously. Like these are things that that that, that we enjoy doing very much. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, like, hey America, we like to drink too. We like to laugh our asses off sure. too. And it's like <laughs> you know, it's like people have have a vision of us being very pretentious and and like. You know, not God. like you know, like like browbeating people and looking down. When on I think people. of the ridiculous things I see bartenders drink amongst themselves, it's uh, well, totally. that's part of the reason uh, we created the show is to uh, give 
insight to what what the what actually goes on. Put some uh, personality uh, <laughs> to the, uh, the bartenders. Speaking of the show, uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. We're speaking with Jason Luttrell and Nick Jarrett from the United States Bartenders Guild. Back in a moment. Public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Every Thursday at 1 p.m., Heather Hyman and Aaron Fairbanks explore the real roles in building a strong community and sustainable farm system. They get nitty-gritty with the people producing our food. They explore distribution networks, dissect policy issues, and converse with some of the nation's most important agents for change to examine current events in the world of agriculture and food. Join them every Thursday live at 1 p.m. on the Heritage Radio Network, where all is grist for the mill. And we're back. Our guest today, well, now we've uh, transitioned over to just Jason Luttrell, president of the USBG. Um, In New York, in New York. In New York, not worldwide. Yeah, there's a a whole national branch. Right. Um, actually, who is who's on the cabinet for the national branch now? Let's see here. Um, it's um, thank you so much for putting me on the spot. Sorry, that one. Um, <laughs> the, the, the national president is David Nepo, um, also oh, right. known as Mister Mojito. Right, um, but um, yeah, he's uh, he's done a tremendous amount to uh, organize us on a national level. Um, you know, just like launching a, a website, uh, a comprehensive website that we can keep all of our membership stuff in track. You know, totally. Um, that was uh, he just started. Just I mean, I, I've only been doing this for for a year. I took over for um, Jonathan Pogash. Right. Um, who Good is day. a legend, um, yeah. you know, like the, the things that he's accomplished that he accomplished in the first two years of the New York chapter, of the USBG are very, very commendable. Um, and I hope to, uh, kind of, you know, pick up where he left off. Absolutely. Um, well, I mean, as we were speaking, uh, what we were speaking about before the break, uh, you know, as far as like health insurance for bartenders and, you know, some of the other developments you, you're doing a, doing a great job so far. <laughs> Cheers. Um, with uh, with the help of you know Hal Wallen is the uh, mm-hmm. the treasurer and Marshall and Mar- Marshall RTA is um is the uh, he's the vice president the of the chapter yeah cool. and um you know like um we pretty much work as a as a pretty tight unit I mean we don't really 
do anything um, like uh, everything, every piece of communication go, is, is subject to committee. Um, like mm-hmm. uh, all, all minor and major decisions are, are sub, like, are we all decide together? And it's really cool because, you know, we're all electronically savvy and we respond to things really, really quickly. Um, cool. So we, we have, we're a very light footed um, operation. Awesome. Um, you know, and, and, and the, the object of the game is to, is to, um, you know, get to clear. We're not a, I don't want to use the U word, but um, what we we do like to represent ourselves as a group rather than individuals because we are much more powerful that way. Right. So that's power I mean, that, and numbers. Absolutely, and that's and that's how um, that's how we were, we were able to negotiate on a national level mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, some some reasonable health health care. Cool. And dental care. It's so helpful, man. I mean, the USBG in in general is so helpful, not just for the you know the fact that uh, now there's uh, healthcare plans uh, mm-hmm. in the works but um you know we were talking a little bit before uh, with nick jarrett about just like the networking capabilities mm-hmm. you know there are bartenders that we we kind of tend to be transient like we like we we kind of we we uh kind of i wouldn't say jet set but we, we do <laughs> we do travel around a we, lot we don't exactly color inside the lines right as far, exactly. as, as, far as like uh, like uh, traditional professions are concerned uh, totally you know, um you we, know we, we work nine to fives like everybody else it's just it's on the opposite side yeah it's it's nine at night till five in the morning exactly <laughs> um so yeah it's it's really great to have the usbg as a research a resource for networking and connecting with other bartenders and other bars in other cities uh we teach as much as we learn you know if anyone has even like a couch to crash on, you know, like yeah, you know stuff what? like that, yep. even outside of it, it's just like a nice, it's a really cool network. And it's, again, you know, with, uh, with the availability of like research and development for your own bar, like mm-hmm. when, you know, when we went down to Philly uh, last year or a couple of years ago, um, we went down to the Philadelphia uh, distilling company mm-hmm. where they make blue coat gin, Vucare absinthe, yeah, yeah, and uh, they make also a rye vodka. Um, just visiting distilleries and learning like processes and learning as a group and like having the the capability of checking these things out and learning more and more every day, every time you take one of these trips. It's like it's priceless information and you know i mean obviously there are dues to pay in the uh, usbg yeah, yeah but it's it's not it's not a whole hell of a lot yeah i mean it's if you um i i tend to equate things in in terms of how long it would take me to work to earn that so it's right, like for, totally. for for less than a shift a year um you yeah. get you get you get access to all these benefits um or in my case for um about two shifts a, a, a month i get health benefits you know it's yeah. like like that kind of thing you know um uh, and just you know, uh, like further down the road, like we're going to be initiating um, uh, a plan so to to keep everybody working. You know, like bars yeah. open and close all the time. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, mostly it's mostly the the crappy ones that that, that close. But um, well, they're they're <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're, I mean, there's a quite a few good ones that, that close too. But um, yeah. but the, but the thing is, like, um, you know, they, there there is there is a, a very small amount of of like. Of, of scrutiny um, in joining it. You do have to be a working bartender or you can have a different type of a membership as an enthusiast. Right. But, um, but primarily we are largely, um, let's say 85, 90% working bartenders, like professional bartenders. Totally. And so um, like there, there, there's going to be things going on down the road where we're, where we're sharing jobs and like, so we're all aware of, of, uh, you know, and like, you know, I, I, I can picture a world of, 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 
complete uh, an organization of of highly qualified bartenders that never have to wor- worry about getting a job again. You know, like this is something that that um, I think is uh, is another value because we all Absolutely. we all transfer information about like, hey, well, I got this thing going, and I think they're looking for somebody. You know, like that, that kind of thing. Absolutely. Um, and uh, as far as as far as those kind of developments go, like that's to me one like having like personalities behind it and people that care and people that are actually like that have valid concerns and hopes for the I guess like bettering the entire like workforce for what we do it's like it's it's really nice to have you guys like doing this and like going about for us and hey we're, not, we're all we're, we're, we're all pitching in you know yeah, totally. um, like some people pitch in with just with the, with their membership dollars some people pitch in their time like Absolutely. it's and it's like we're, we're all contributing like all, all you have to do is really like all you have to do is, is give a all you have to do is care about what you're yeah. doing and then and then you are improving like the the overall quality of life for for bartenders everywhere like like there's totally. like the era of 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 bartenders who who don't even you know consider what they do uh, could don't have any consideration for what they do like those days are, are pretty much drawing to a close i think totally um you know we're we're back <laughs> awesome. like the like the, the old days you had you had to be a professional to to have a job like now like you know in the days where you don't have to be a professional are kind yeah. of rapidly coming to a close uh speaking of rapidly coming to a close our show is going to be ending in about four minutes or so um we have a couple other things I want to discuss really quick about the USBG. Outside of the health insurance, outside of like these trips that we get to go on, mm-hmm. we do end up doing a lot of events for like you know, uh, say like the Manhattan Cocktail Classic mm-hmm. or the Tales of the Cocktail event mm-hmm. down in New Orleans every summer. Um, the USBG typically like goes out there and like recruits bartenders to uh, to join in mm-hmm. and uh, make these events happen, which is a really cool thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, another thing that uh, that I think is really cool as well is like we we talk about this on the show. Uh, typically, every every bartender that's come on the show, we definitely talk about the uh, the cocktail competitions, mm-hmm. and the USBG is definitely a part of a lot of cocktail competitions, mm-hmm. which is which is really cool. Well, um, that's I'm glad you brought that up because we have. Uh, I was actually just working on this today. We, we have um, the uh, the USB the third annual USBG cocktail jam coming up on the 28th of March at Astor Center, oh, cool. um, and that's um, we're we're going to nominate 12 bartenders who have contributed um, to the to the USBG to compete for a two thousand dollar fellowship to Tales of the Cocktail. Oh, nice. Which means that like uh, that 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 means like it's a flight, a Founders Day pass, and a hotel room uh, for Tales of the Cocktail, nice. which is. It's basically like, uh, I mean, for for those for your listeners who don't know what Tales of the Cocktail is, it's um, like all bets are off. Um, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, like we we, we, we drink a lot, we work a lot, and we laugh our asses off, and it's awesome. awesome. Uh, but that's that's in July in New Orleans. Um, but so we're we're offering one of our one of our members a trip to that for um, just for making a good drink. That's great. That's great, man. Yeah. Um, anything else that. Uh is coming up in the in the in the future of uh, the USBG that you can talk about, or is it? Yeah, abso- absolutely. Uh, you know, like we're 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 actively trying to get our foot in the door at MCC. Um, so that, uh, that's try, Manhattan Cocktail. Classic. Manhattan Cocktail Classic. Um, it's uh, to um, have our to have our members working the, the events um, because 
you know, they'd be crazy not to hire us. Like we're we like all we all know exclusively like no, not, not USBG exclu- or well, uh, like honestly, there's there's not enough of us to like the, this. Uh, the, well, a lot of us want to go to the Manhattan Concert. Right, <laughs> right. We want to go to the gala, at the New York uh, Public Library. Lot, yeah, a lot of us want to go. But you know, like like the, 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 this town is going to be scrambling for bartenders from from May 14th through the 18th. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be scrambling for uh, radio show guests. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, everybody's going to be in town. You may want to pre-record a few. Yeah, shows. I, uh, we're going to have to pre-record some stuff and. Uh, yeah. I'm already uh, booking some stuff yeah. uh, in uh, preparation for that. Speaking of that, I'm really humbled you'd have me on. I mean, you've had like Thomas Wad, Brian Miller, Nick Jarrett. Oh, These man, guys it's are my monsters. pleasure to have you on, man. <laughs> These guys um, are legends. No, it's great. And I really appreciate you coming on to the show and uh, talking about the USBG. We'll have to have you back sometime to where we can talk more about... Uh, like your personal like bartending side of things. <laughs> there is no me anymore. I, I just work. I'm, I'm a volunteer for the USBG. That's a full time job in itself. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> I, well, I, well. Thank you for coming on the show. Then I, I understand you're very busy. Of course. Um, so great. Uh, thanks a lot uh, for tuning in today. My guests have been Nick Jarrett and Jason Latrell from the US. Bartenders Guild, New York chapter. Um, Nick Jarrett's at uh, Flatiron Lounge tonight, and uh, you can catch uh, Jason Luttrell at Death and Company, and you're at Dram um, I'm at Dram from time to time, but yeah. Death and Co. on Saturdays and Sundays. Cool. Um, I do want to mention real quick, uh, speaking of organizations uh, that are bettering the entire scope of what we do here, um, just like the USBG, um, there is going to be an event at Del Posto on Sunday, March 27th, as a fundraiser for the uh, Museum of Food and Drink. They're going to be a lot of really great chefs and really great bartenders. I'm, I'm working it actually. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, me and Thomas, we're going to be, uh, we'll be there as well as uh, Jamie Gordon from uh, Pernod Ricard, uh, Audrey Saunders from Pegu Club, as well as Kenta, dude, Kenta. He's awesome. Um, Evan Clem, we don't really need to uh, talk much about him because everyone kind of knows that guy. <laughs> but uh, it, it's going to be uh, a really cool event with uh, a lot of great chefs, Mark Ladner, uh, David Chang. Uh, it's going to be a really, really cool cool event for a really great organization uh, benefiting the Museum of Food and Drink. So if you're available on Sunday, March 27th, uh, it's going to be in the afternoon. Really cool thing. And... Uh, I want to thank my guests again, uh, Nick Jarrett and Jason Luttrell from the USBG New York chapter. Thanks for coming on the show. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this program on the Heritage Radio Network. You can find all of our archived programs on heritageradionetwork.com, as well as a schedule of upcoming live shows. You can also podcast all of our programs on iTunes by searching Heritage Radio Network in the iTunes Store. You can find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for up-to-date news and information. Thanks for listening. The following is a public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. The Snacky Tunes compilation has arrived and is available for free on our website, heritageradionetwork.com. This compilation features live performances from some of the hottest acts around today, including Midnight Magic, Surfer Blood, Oberhofer, and more. Again, you can download this compilation for free on our website, heritageradionetwork.com, and make sure to listen to Snacky Tunes every Monday at 2 p.m. on Heritage Radio Network.
The following is a public service announcement from Heritage Foods USA. In late March, Dan, Andrea, Patrick, and the Heritage team are traveling to the coldest reaches of the Northeast Kingdom of Vermont to help the Cantor family tap sugar maple trees. Then the maple sap will flow down to the sugar house where it is boiled gently over a wood fire just as it has been for generations. Just a few days later, this grade A amber syrup will be poured into the beautiful glass jugs and sent to you for pancakes, waffles, desserts, glazing hams, or just drinking by the spoonful. There's only a limited supply, so order today. Each one-liter bottle is $45, including delivery. Delivery will be at the end of March, and we will notify you of the exact shipping date. Each shipment will include a CD explaining the whole process. You can also follow us on YouTube while we work and bottle. In the meantime, you can head over to the Heritage Radio Network archives and listen to Linda Palaccio talk about maple syrup on her show, A Taste of the Past, Episode 12. For more information, visit www.heritagefoodsusa.com. The public service announcement from Heritage Radio Network. Join wine impresarios Aaron Fitzpatrick and Brian DeMarco as they dish out on the latest industry news with winemakers and tastemakers on Heritage Radio Network's revamped wine show, Unfiltered. Aaron Fitzpatrick, one of the first hosts on HRN with her program at the root of it, amps up the volume and unfiltered content with co-host Brian DeMarco in this 2011 Redux. True to the original format, Aaron and Brian will keep you abreast of current happenings and break down the news and global events, distilling complex into anecdotal stories that inspire. From media and political events to hailstorms in Argentina, no topic is out of bounds. Tune in every week to hear them chat up the industry's biggest personalities and host on-air tastings with visiting vintners and the country's hottest sommeliers. Whether you're an expert or an enthusiast, Unfiltered demystifies wine and lets you know what it really takes to get a bottle from the vineyard to your neighborhood wine shop. Unfiltered broadcasts live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. on Heritage Radio Network.